Welcome to episode 47 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we take a trip down to the game corner to talk about Stardew Valley. Brought to you by Joja Cola. Refreshing! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. It's time to relax and head back to the farm. That's right, it's our next game corner, Stardew Valley. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? I am a little tired. (laughs) (laughs) Only a little? That's impressive. Yeah. So the shenanigans have begun. That is actually my oldest daughter, if you could hear that crying, but she's directly outside my door playing on the landing upstairs um, and is mad that she can't come in here and help uh, in my office. Um, She's a little salty. Yeah, she's a little salty. If you have not been paying attention, uh, we, my wife gave birth to twins last week. They're like 10 days old or so. They're born on the 4th. Uh, so our schedule is going to be a little wonky for a little while as we try to squeeze these in for, for, for you know, to pull back the curtain. We are recording this at a random time on Saturday afternoon, and the episode is supposed to go live on Monday. It'll probably yeah. be Tuesday. I don't know. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, it's yeah, the 14th. So it's, it's usually just so two days from now. Yeah, so if there is some crazy noise in the background, like my daughter slamming doors and banging on my door and yelling, and it just, it, it's okay. It's it's we, life. It's going to be life for the next few episodes, I think. <laughs> we'll do our best to edit that out, but sometimes when we're making points, we just can't always do that. Yeah. Just just please bear with us as we uh, we try to get these done. <laughs> With that disclaimer aside, what have you been playing? I have probably not much. Yeah, I, <laughs> and that's that's the one thing I'll say right off is like I've very unfortunately not gotten to play as much Stardew Valley as I would have liked. Um, so I'm going to carry this. Yay! Yes, yeah. For for the most part, like I, I kind of know the know the gist of it and kind of have you know a good like repertoire with the game, for lack of a better term. Um, Rapport. Yeah, same thing, I guess. Yeah, tired, tired, and words words don't happen very well. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, not kidding. So, I've been squeezing in games of Vainglory because they have a couple of game modes that are like five to ten minutes long, so I can just like you know fire them off real quick. Like I will play a game or two, go to bed. Um, uh, it but so it has this weird thing with me. It's like I really wish someone would take the mechanics of a MOBA style game, like just that single person with some special abilities and make a single player game from it, like a single player quasi RPG. And I realized that that's kind of like close to Diablo style games. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, but like they're similar, like Diablo three plays a little bit like a MOBA, but not quite. Okay. But like, I really wish that there was, like the they would someone would take the MOBA controls and like that MOBA feel of of controlling isometrically a third person character and like convert it into something like a Diablo game like because I think that would be really good con- like if you could take League of Legends or you know Heroes of the Storm and make it into a single player game like a single player RPG that would be really cool and that does to me feel a lot like what Diablo was but it's not the controls aren't quite the same they kind of did that with a couple of mods to warcraft 3 which eventually turned into dota yeah defense of the agents the original yeah yeah Yeah, they eventually that was the most famous mod of it but they kind of did the same thing with what happened with warcraft 3 so it's in it's already kind of been done but not really since but not not like a full standalone game no no no, yeah designed from the ground up to do that which can so in that vein, I've been trying to play some Diablo-style games when I can squeeze in some time. So I've been revisiting Torchlight, uh, which was made by a lot of the Diablo... I can't remember if it was Diablo 1 devs that quit sure before Diablo, Diablo 2 finished. Or or they were Diablo 1 and 2 devs that, like, they were 
not happy at Blizzard, so they went and formed their own company, Runic, and uh, made a Diablo-style game. But I never beat Torchlight, so it's kind of like, like yeah, I'll fuck around with it. It'll be fun. And then I can play Torchlight 2, because I own that also, because they're both a few years old. Yeah. Um, and then I've been playing one that's like made by a bunch of fans of the Diablo series for mobile devices, and it's called Eternium. And it's okay. It is. Mm. It very much has like a lot of the indie look to it, but it actually just makes me want to play Star Wars Uprising or whatever it was that I played a few months ago because it's like that's a more polished version, except it has weird, stupid, not loot boxes, but like that kind of like item upgrading yeah, yeah, yeah. path thing that a lot of free to play games use that f- basically kind of force you into spending money eventually because you'll hit a ceiling yeah, yeah. where you have to have super upgraded items or you just suck. Yeah. But, eh, so what have you been playing since you've had a lot of free time? Well, yeah, after, actually, funny enough, as of yesterday, uh, the 13th of October, the audiobook just released, uh, A Session of the Stoneborn, the Vigil Urbani Chronicles, is now available on Audible and Amazon and iTunes. So you can go pick that up if you want to hear more of my annoying voice. I've been playing... Overwatch, uh, PUBG, Stardew Valley, FIFA 18, uh, really just the usual stuff. So I'm going to enjoy uh, essentially just regaling you with a lot of this episode, really. Yeah. Well, it, it's not that I haven't played. Like, I've played enough. I just wish I could have played more to get a much better feel for it. Because I only got through, like, a couple of seasons in this most recent playthrough. And it's just like, oh, yeah. man. I really wish I could have done more, but I have a lot to say about fishing because I kind of hate it. Oh, oh, yeah. That, so. If you look at the notes, I'll just, I put in, and, and it includes fishing. More on that later. <laughs> yeah, I, I hated fishing, but we can discuss that in a, yeah. in a few minutes. I know we have news to get to and whatnot. So, anything else? Just crappy mobile games. I've really not been playing much else. It's just kind of been I need to decompress and do something other than talk for. A while. <laughs> I, I totally understand that, which is why you come here and talk for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So what, what new stuff have you uh, dug up for us since basically what I would talk about is the giant, massive loot box kerfluffle that's been going on a couple of days, which Paul I wrote, a, wrote a nice little blog article about and threw it yeah. on Loaded Cart. So we'll definitely try and link to that. Yep, and uh, basically I wanted to start a, I don't know if we want to do it on the cast as well as on, on the blog, but I started a, a, what I want to call a regular column called For Better or Worse, which it takes a look at some controversial topics going on in the game industry, and for better or worse, whether or not, it analyzes whether or not they're better or worse for it. Yeah. Um, in this case, we took a look at the loot boxes and uh, how they're affecting the industry as a whole and whether or not the industry is better off for it. Uh, yes. Basically... Check that out. It's it's. I think it's good stuff. I've been getting some positive feedback from it. If you want to talk about that, feel free. I mean, that's that's yeah. ridiculous. Just, yeah, I, I mean, it's funny too because we, you know, like just did our microtransactions episode to talk about Shadow of War. Basically, yeah. is what spawned yeah. that. And then since that, like thirty other games have come out and be like, hey, we have loot boxes, and everyone's like fuck your loot boxes this is basically what the fans are getting back because oh man like and you talked about it. we can talk about this one now like ea has had to step out today and like explain how their loot box system works outside of the beta of star wars battlefront 2 because it was yeah. so it like was just pan. absolutely was crapped on. on by fans like yeah like because it was basically yeah. pay to win yep. and uh like i'll link to to a youtuber uh whose channel is called downward thrust uh mm-hmm. and he did a nice little 10 ish minute video of like let me give you my thoughts on the battlefront 2 beta that i've been playing like it the beta is really good the gameplay is really good and then at the end he's like but we have to talk about the loot boxes and this weird card and crafting system because like it is as close to pay to win as you can get without being pay to win. And yeah. And then, so because of stuff like that, EA had to come out and 
talk about exactly how stuff is going to work and how they're still working on making sure it's balanced and not pay to win. Because apparently, even if you get these awesome cards, like these super rare cards in your loot box, you have to unlock a certain level of progression through playing to be able to use them. Yeah. So you can't just jump into the game, drop, you know, $100 on loot boxes and be the best player in the game because you have a statistical advantage in your multiplayer. And and I quote, we know you have a lot of questions about crates and progression. So we want to clarify a few things as the complete system was not in the beta and will continue to be tuned over time. As a balance goal, we're working towards having the most powerful items in the game only earnable via in-game achievements, which is very similar to what you were saying about having to progress a certain amount before you can actually use them. This system is bullshit. Yeah. That you don't find the loot and be able to use it is bullshit. You have to you can pay for it is yeah. bullshit. Well, so how do the loot crates in Overwatch work? Because you are very familiar with Overwatch and their loot crate system. Like, is it all cosmetic stuff or is there, there is, actual tangible things? There is nothing beyond cosmetic. You can change your character's skin. That's it. You get, you get sprays and player icons. You get nothing that would ever affect game balance. Okay. I'm fine with that. 100% okay. If, if I want to make my character look like uh, Jack 2 from freaking the Tekken series, Cool. Doesn't affect how, how much damage he does. Doesn't affect if he punches you through a wall or not. It just affects how he looks. 100% okay with that. You can pay for the loot boxes. You can, dro you can drop a few bucks on it, but it's all still random loot. You, can't dire you can directly pay for a skin, but that's only one thing game currency, mm -hmm. which you can't pay for directly. You can get some from loot boxes, but you can't pay for the in-game currency directly. Right. So I'm fine with that. But if you're paying for items... In a loot box system, yes, still, but you are still indirectly paying for the item. That's bullshit. Yes. Which I, is the I totally agree. Reason. That's the that's the the problem that people are having with it. And there is also, and I think you linked to this, or at least I suggested linking to it, but there's a huge yeah. argument from Total Biscuit. He mm -hmm. like he goes on a 42 minute rant about loot boxes. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the blog. Yeah, and I still haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but it's, I mean, he goes on this huge rant and tries to say that like basically the ESRB and Peggy should step in and like say that this is loot boxes are gambling because effectively they are. And any game that includes gambling, which is in the both guidelines for the ESRB and Peggy, if a game includes gambling, it automatically gets mature or adult only rated. So that like any game that includes loot boxes that you pay to receive in-game benefits at random should be labeled as gambling and hit adults only and of literally affect the bottom line of the game if they choose to put gambling in their game. That's the that's kind of what he gets to at the end. Like that is the summary. But it's interesting. Like he, all of his rants usually end up being pretty interesting. And he he does his research and you know has data to back up all of his points so it's it, it is a very informative 40 minutes if you want to listen to it and yeah I... and he is big enough that like companies directly respond to his claims which is kind of interesting so yeah i um put the end of it uh, put it at the end of the blog it's it's linked there we also link it in the show notes at the end yeah cool so yeah. what other news do you have in much later Yes. So if you're not familiar, um, Cuphead actually is a bullet hell kind of platform action game uh, in it's similar style to... Yeah, it's it's actually reminds me of Ikaruga, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. After watching Dave play it on uh, on Tadpog's live stream, it reminds me a lot of Ikaruga with the yeah. amount of bullet hell that you go through. Uh, but it is brilliantly animated, hand-painted, hand-drawn in yeah. a 1920s, 1930s style. It's beautiful game and it has gone platinum which means it has nice. sold over 1 million copies in just under two weeks since yeah, it's released is pretty cool that is wonderful because honestly these guys deserve every penny as far as i'm concerned they put and together a brilliant game and it's beautiful and apparently it's also kind of difficult oh it's it's it is bullet hell in every sense of the word yeah. it is wonderfully difficult yeah. also ign purchased humble bundle 
Apparently, Weird. yeah, apparently this week, IGN just purchased Humble Bundle, the Humble Store, everything. They announced, uh, what was this, uh, yesterday, that they acquired the game store, publisher, and game charity outfit, Humble Bundle. Terms of the deal have not yet been made clear, but IGN have apparently been looking to make the deal uh, for nearly a year. Uh, let's see here. Humble co-founder Jerry Rosen says, We chose IGN because they really understand our vision, share our passion for games, and believe in our mission to promote awesome digital content while helping charity. I, can, I can't think of a better partner than IGN to help Humble Bundle continue our quest. I can think of many, many other partners, Jeffrey, because IGN kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, well, that's just my opinion. Only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a gigantic conflict of interest, too. Just going to throw that out there. Well, I mean, IGN is better than a lot of people that it could be because they are more of like, a gaming review company but isn't that but a conflict of interest when they buy a game publisher but humble's not really a publisher more so like a distribution platform they i believe they've published games before but it's I, possible i, I don't know i know a lot of people with their kickstarters use humble as a distribution platform so it's yeah i mean I, it depends on what they do with it. I mean, it could be interesting because, you know, they can tie their own review system. Like, so you go to a game on the Humble Store and you can click and see the IGN reviews, which can be useful to people. Right. Um, and that would be like a good way to tie the two together. But it really just depends on if they change, if, if they change the direction of Humble, like, that's going to be a shame. But it yeah. also might, if they have, if they're a bigger company than Humble, which they seem to be, like it, it can give them more muscle to do things that they want to do and stay as charity focused as they want to be for as long as they want to be, which would be really nice. Yeah, it would be. So, you know, we, we can have our knee jerk reactions now, but at the end of the day, it's just gonna, it's gonna take time to see what they do. It will. It will. So hopefully main it's a good thing, but yeah, yeah. Main topic sounds good. We can uh, try and get this out of the way before, babies interrupt everything as they as they are want to do so minor disclaimer uh with the new little ones in these might be shorter episodes than we than you're used to so hopefully you're not too de devoid of content uh yeah well and the good thing is we're gonna try to avoid spoilers basically completely well we're gonna mostly do talk about gameplay and a little bit about the history and uh yeah, yeah. I, I really want to talk about the development because yeah. honestly this was developed over four years by one person Eric yep. concerned David Barone. Uh, it kind of began as a project to essentially pull on his artistic side while still developing a game that would hone his skills. He graduated with a, com uh, with a computer science degree from the University of Washington at Tacoma, uh, and he wanted to do something that would get him some notice in the industry and still maintain an artistic vision. Barone did literally everything for this game. He, did, yeah, he designed he did all the, the art, all did the all the art, did all the music, did all the sound effects, everything. Just everything, even the code behind, done by one person, Eric Barone. And honestly, props to that dude because I, I've tried before. I've I've even used a, a the RPG Maker engine and created a single level kind of RPG experience, and it's not nearly as easy as you want it to be. So nice job. Um, yep. Stardew Valley is kind of inspired by is and. And, and kind of not only inspired by, but designed as an alternative to the Harvest Moon series. And Harvest Moon, if you're not familiar, is uh, honestly, it is a farming simulator slash romance simulator game. Uh, it's very interesting, fun titles, but Barone felt that the series kind of started to go south after Harvest Moon Back to Nature. And he kept looking for a placement and just looked around and couldn't find anything that scratched that itch. And so he just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself and began working on Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. He announced it publicly in 2012 using Steam's Greenlight system to gauge public interest. And he had a huge support from the community and started the project in earnest and openly discussed the development cycle on Reddit and Twitter to gain feedback on what additions or fixes should go into the game, what features to tweak, stuff like that. And then in 20, late 2012, at it was like 2012 or 2013 when Chucklefish director of Finn Bryce approached Eric and said, hey, we want to publish this when it's done. 
and we'll do everything that is not development. They took over non-development duties like uh, site hosting, setting up the wiki, basically doing all the admin works that Eric could focus on developing the game. Uh, it was released in 2016 after Barone felt it was technically feature complete. He has since released it on not only Steam, but I believe there is a Switch that has just been released. Yeah. And they are also releasing multiplayer sometime in early 2018. Yeah, he picked up a second developer to help with multiplayer because he's not good at multiplayer code. So he found someone who is. And, you know, this game has been hugely, hugely successful. So he's uh, able to pull some people in to, to help out with it. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he just released good. it on the Switch fairly recently. There is uh, a few bugs here and there, but he's been ironing them out as of this morning when I looked at the wiki and uh, stardewvalley.com. Um Honestly, I have been really blown away by how much I've enjoyed this game. It is my relaxation. I sit down. I'm like, I need to relax. I've had a long week. I've had a long day. I'm just going to sit down and do something that's just completely shutting off the world. This is it. And the <laughs> gameplay. That's just. I wanted to say that because it just. Yeah, it. I agree. It is. It is a relaxing game, and and you can totally like lose time to it. It it has that kind oh, yeah. of casual feel to it where like i mean the game the days go by pretty quick and you can like it can be half a month later and you've, you you sit down and just like click 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 you're doing stuff and this all of a sudden it's like you know midnight and you're like a month and a half after you started playing <laughs> yep <laughs> and you're just like well shit i need to go to bed yeah i should have been in bed two hours ago but here i am pulling fucking grapes off a goddamn vine yeah. there's <laughs> There's some interesting stuff at the the beginning that's kind of funny because your your character starts off working like for this mindless super mega corporation, which is like how he felt. Uh, Shoja Corp, at, I believe. Yeah, at exiting college, like he felt that like that was what he was going to be stuck doing for the rest of his life. So he like mm -hmm. just wanted to go work on a farm, like so he kind of worked yeah. that into the game, which is kind of funny. Yeah, um, he uh, ended up working as an usher while supporting himself to make this game at a movie theater. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. Like there's some, they're, they're basically, I don't know. I feel like there's kind of four big systems in the game. There's, there's the farming, the animal raising, some fishing, some crafting construction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the, the, combat the... and then fishing would be a fifth. Fishing slash cooking, I guess. Yeah. Um, Cause the, well, I, cooking is kind of I would wrap into crafting because it is yeah. it's a, just a type of crafting. The crafting system is like any of the big stuff you hire Robin out to do. Yeah. So you, you yeah you do craft, but it's it's really kind of a. But you're, um, you're crafting like sprinkler systems for your farm yeah. and and, or, and chests and scarecrows and like you just are crafting these little things and then you yeah you hire out the big major construction projects to another person in town. Yeah. Um like a taps for a tree or yeah. you craft up uh i've i've ended up crafting a uh what do you call a bee nest i guess i yeah. guess you call it that a bee nest and i sat it down next to the the tree because you you take the sap that you tap from the tree the maple syrup and you turn, use that to turn it into a bee nest which i find really kind of odd Weird. that yeah. one of them it's no weirder no weirder than minecraft's crafting i mean let's be honest yeah <laughs> I, I I do appreciate that Minecraft kind of dispensed with the I'm going to put six different blocks in this thing and turn it into a door. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, it's essentially it's extremely similar to Harvest Moon in several aspects. You get farm development, romance plot lines, animal raising and foraging. Uh, you he also added the mine as you mentioned for combat the combat system for more of an action game oriented crowd and. Which you I basically, appreciate. I think it's really fun because like, so. there's there's nothing like that in Harvest Moon, and and it feels somewhat lacking. Well, so that's the thing is, I think that's more of an homage to like Harvest Moon has a fantasy spinoff that's called Rune Factory, I think. Okay, um, and it's made by the exact same people, but it is in a fantasy setting, and I believe there is combat in it. Hmm. I haven't played it, so I don't know. I've only played the Harvest Moon titles, like the most like probably like a generation back on uh, uh, 3DS. And while I enjoyed it, it felt like there was something missing. Like I, I 
wasn't enjoying myself as much as I felt I could. And this scratches that little itch that I, I felt not having anything to just go do while I'm waiting for my farm to come back, yeah. you know, and so just going and foraging crap in the, in the woods or fishing, which fuck fishing. <laughs> um, fuck yeah. that game's fishing. Yeah. Fuck this game's fishing. Yeah. So yeah, mostly uh, when it comes to combat in the mines, it's uh, you really only go there to mine stuff basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some stuff with like, there's an adventurer's guild that you can join where, you know, it gives you little challenges of like, go kill 30 slimes and you just have to run around just killing shit in the mine. But, but the whole time you're mining rocks and ores and, and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's just a way to get materials and to add some variety to the game, which I think is good because that's the one thing that like is very similar game to this animal crossing lacks Mm -hmm. is diversity of things to do. Um, yeah, it's it's a mile wide but an inch deep. Yes, and this is, I mean, it's at least a couple inches deep. Uh, there's there's some interesting stuff. I find myself kind of wishing sometimes that the action RPG se- segments, like the combat, was a little better. But I didn't get to like the big crazy stuff where you start like throwing dynamite and bombs around to like wipe out entire levels of the thing, which I've seen videos of because I've yeah. kind of gone through some some guides and stuff as I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm having fun with this game. Let me let me learn to get better. And so I watched some some like here's you know 15 awesome tricks to be better at Stardew Valley and like they start talking about you know just blowing up entire levels of the mine with dynamite instead of actually fighting stuff um and like that stuff looks crazy fun but yeah but i'm yeah. I'm, I'm a long way off from even potentially being able to do that um, i do get to the bottom of the mine though oh that's cool i have yeah, yeah. i have not done that it's do you no minor spoiler not, no okay no spoiler, no spoiler okay it, it is it is neat the bottom of the mind is neat i'll yeah. tell you that much there's that's about it yeah without without spoiling things i like can't I, say anymore i do want to get there eventually like i'm going to continue playing this game when i yeah. can but it's fun yeah, it's yeah, that's probably months off down the line yeah. I'll, I'll probably <laughs> if once i can start like really seriously streaming again i'll probably play it every sunday because just for shits and giggles sure why not it's a uh it's a fun game and if i can play it just once a week i think it'll be it'll be fun um, so, so like you mentioned, a uh, player grabs their grandfather's farm. You basically inherit a really, really overgrown and um, just kind of a crappy plot of land at the time you inherit it. And your, yeah. your task is to clear everything out, chop the trees down, remove the rocks, clear out the brush, and start a farm, really. Yeah. But the cool part about this is that like all of that debris and stuff that's everywhere is like literally giving you everything you need to build your farm out. Like it's giving you all of your base resources. Mm -hmm. Well, but because of the way the energy system works, which you get X amount of energy per day and every, every time you take an action. So every time you chop up some grass, every time you cut, chop a tree every time you mine or pick hit a rock with a pickaxe every time you water plants or plant plants like it takes a little chunk off and you can only do so much each day you can replenish it with items that you either craft or forage like uh, any kind of food items or if you uh, cook something that's really the main focus of cooking it's not there to be lucrative it's there to assist you in your daily duties because yeah. once you get into cooking you can get daily bonuses like yeah. bonuses to your fishing bonuses to your your farming bonuses to your fighting and as you progress further through each day the more you do the more things yeah. you do related to the activities that you really enjoy like i enjoyed combat so yeah. as i killed more things and went down further into the mine I got levels in that skill. Right. So you do gain levels in the skill. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And to touch on combat, uh, combat also will eat up your energy a little bit. I sh- or it may not eat, eat up that much, but the, the actual mining that you're doing alongside of it does. The mining, yes. Um, the, the combat itself is only affected by your health. Correct. So it, it makes this this interesting thing, like this the health, the energy system, where like you can't just sit there and work on the farm all day. You have to find something else to do for the rest of the day which a lot of the times is head into town and interact with people which i guess is a sixth system in the game <laughs> yeah the romance system really because there because yeah because there's a a various smattering of people who are single and are romanceable 
and yeah. you can give them gifts, talk to them, uh, basically just make sure just improve your relationship with yeah. them. And I believe there are, are same sex marriages too. So yes. it's indiscriminate as to whom you can romance and whom you don't want to. So there's, but, but only some of them are. Yeah. It's, it's a little limited, a yeah. little more limited with same sex partners, but it is still there. Like it yeah. is not a, a blocked off option like some yeah. other games. But there, there are some really interesting characters in the town, which is, is what makes the game so fun, I think, is that like you take a break from your farm and you go around and meet everyone and there's just there's all of this really weird stuff going on. So it's it, that's one of the really kind of cool things is to dig into this, you know, what actually does feel like a living town with a history and all of these characters have history with each other and you're suddenly mm -hmm. thrown into it. So you just get to kind of learn and pick apart all of their friendships and who's friends with who and who does what and who yeah. likes what. And, you know, there are wikis that completely destroy all of this. You can just, you know, look up who, who loves what gifts, but it's, it is kind of fun in its own way to, to slowly you know, sleuth it out yeah, to try and try and figure it all out yourself. Um, but the social system is kind of fun. Uh, I guess the end goal is to, I mean, you can date as many people as you want up until a point where you marry someone, but you can like literally get every single person up to like that bar and then just marry one of them. Yeah. And uh, at that point, once you do marry that person, they actually come help come and move in with you on the farm. So they'll help you out, help out your farm too, which I think is kind of interesting. You Can you have kids? I can't remember if I don't you actually have offspring so. or not. I, 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 don't I didn't remember. see anything about it, so I'm going to go ahead and say no, but uh, yeah. but I'm not 100% sure. So um, let us know if we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. In the research I that I did... I just can't remember. Yeah, in the research that I did, there didn't say anything about kids going on with that. Yeah. But as you bring up more toward the social aspect, there's a community center uh, in the center of town that you're eventually introduced to. I think it's like after a week in Stardew Valley, or sorry, Pelican Town, because we keep calling it Stardew Valley, but the t name of the town is actually called Pelican Town. And uh, the mayor opens up saying, hey, this, uh, this old um, community center, maybe you want to revive it. And there's challenges that you can do. Like there's uh, different, I believe there's four or five different sections in there that you basically do different skill bundles. So you fish up four different types of fish, grab a bunch of different crab stuff things and throw it in the fish tank in order to revitalize that bit. And a new place opens up. So there's, I believe, four or five different new places to unlock, like the desert. There is other portions of the mine to open up. The bus opens up, takes you out to the desert. I know I mentioned that already, but that's fine. Uh, there's the quick, quick aside. The answer is yes, you can have two kids. Really? With your spouse. And okay. if it is a same-sex marriage, you can adopt two kids with your spouse. Even better. I do like that. That's yeah, completely so discriminant. And you have to you have to maintain a ten heart relationship with your spouse. Hmm. Cool. And, and live together for a certain amount and up upgrade your house a certain amount and you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like there there are criteria that have to be met. But uh yes, you can you can have kids. So um did you have any have your eye on anyone romantically for the game? Uh the one that was interesting to me at the moment was, I think, Abigail, just because like she's really weird and like the purple haired one. Her dad is even weirder. Yes. Yeah, I like her. She's nice. I was actually looking at Maru for my character's romance. Yeah, she's I, the the nurse and yeah. the uh, daughter of Robin and the scientist. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I I hadn't really got. I haven't gotten to know enough of them enough to be like, yes, this. Is, but she was the most interesting one to me. Just. Mm -hmm on whim just because I, I don't know i might have just been because she had purple hair and that was kind of funny to me <laughs> um but yeah yeah so yeah i, I don't even remember where we were because uh, we were talking about the community center and opening uh, up uh various things then you yes, went into yes. children so, so yeah community center there there's kind of two ways to go into it and should we so the community center gives you things to work on each season to unlock things for the town and it'll upgrade different parts like I think you were saying. And it'll open up different areas, yeah. yeah. Uh, they also, uh, speaking of seasons, just yeah. a brief aside, that it uses an abbreviated calendar. Um, each month contains 28 days and each month is a single season. So you get four seasons in a year, four months in a year. Which just shows how little I got to play this time around, which is very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i'm in the middle of fall for the first year right now so i haven't gotten much further um 
do you want to talk about the fact that you can basically sell to Jojo Mart and have them take over the community center? And, and then, yeah, so Jojo Mart can take over the community center and instead of doing achievements basically to unlock stuff, you can buy them from Jojo Mart. Huh. I don't know. I don't like that. So. I was trying to actually avoid Jojo Mart as much as possible. So. Yes, but that's that's the thing. Is like you you have that choice at one point in time where you can help rebuild the community center or Jojo Mart can buy it. And if Jojo Mart buys it, you can't earn the the opening things up. You just have to pay Jojo Mart to do it. I actually might want to do that because I fucking hate doing the activities for that. Okay, yeah, but but that's the trade-off is either the evil corporation comes in and you pay them to do everything for the town or you get to do it yourself by, you know, unlocking achievements and you get tons of goodies out of the achievements. But so I don't know if that'll stay in the episode, but that's a, that is a spoiler ish real quick of, you know, just something to be aware of when you go into the game, that that is not a light decision to make. You know, it is not actually a couple of hours into the game was the the sad part is that it is it, it's literally something you make you know a, a choice you make within your first five hours of playing that you yeah. have no idea how badly yeah, or tough. good it's going to affect the rest of your game and i wonder and how the, badly it is and the only way you can fix it is to start over that's rough or to go to a save that was before that which i think you can do if you are making no, it's a no. It's a system. single. It's a it's an autosave system. Every time you go to sleep, it saves. Okay. Like you can't actually save beyond that, which I get, but not at the, at the same time. I don't like. Yeah. So yeah, fuck. We'll leave it in. Yeah. So there you go. Either either that gets edited out or that gets left in, and there's some spoilers, and maybe Paul can add a little like, "Hey, this, there's going to be a spoiler real quick." <laughs> give you some extra. Give you some extra work to do. It's within it's within a first few hours of the game. I don't know if it's really a spoiler. Come on, but it is it is I think something that people should know going into it because it like I said yeah, it does it is an important decision of the game, and it's not like a huge story spoiler or anything. It's just no. there. Yeah. No, because you, so. you you learn a Jojo Mart right from the outset. You are working for Jojo Mart. Yeah, Jojo Corp or something like that. Yeah, and they, they're basically Walmart, but essentially, but evil and crazy. So Walmart. Yeah. But evil and crazy. So Walmart. But evil and crazy. No, yeah, yeah, you were saying the same thing. Walmart. <laughs> but evil and crazy. No, we're saying the same thing, Dave. Maybe. All right. Let's see. We've talked about combat. We talked about the social system. We talked about the community center. We, we talked about. Uh, we talked about crafting a little bit. Like, eh, yeah, I mean, much. there's there's not a whole lot to it other than like there are some things that you can do and there's some things that you can pay robin to do so do you want to talk about farming like how, how are you have to i mean i don't know if it's really a farming game maybe <laughs> yes we should talk about farming okay. so how do you feel about the farming system what do you, what do you think about it like i mean if, with with it being the main focus of the game yeah. it's 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 an integral part you can yeah. probably get by by not doing any of it but at the same time you're not going to do nearly as much yeah. in the way of money cuz that's one of the things that uh as a brony like this wanted to do is like you don't have to farm to play this game like no, you can not do, at all. you can do there are other ways to make money there are other things that you can do yeah. like that's that's the goal is that you can play this game however you want uh farming is actually really straightforward because most of the seeds like when you buy seed packets from the stores they straight up tell you how long it takes for them to grow and you just (laughs) water them every day and they will grow um there's a weird kind of critical hit mechanic which is kind of funny um if you plant your plants in a three by three grid Mm -hmm. there is a chance that they will merge together into a super plant (laughs) interesting and uh, they're worth more money, and but they're, they're like a big giant version of whatever plant you had growing. True. Um, so that's I, why people always recommend to plant in a three by three grid with space between them, um, uh, so that you can uh, one, it makes it easier to water because you just step in the middle and just blah, 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 in a circle around you, and it just waters yeah. everything. Um, I actually but, ended up the, the way I ended up uh, setting it out was the. I ended up getting the upgraded sprinkler, sprinkler level yeah. two, uh, that you craft with refined quartz, gold, and iron. Yeah. So you put those together, set the sprinkler down, and it waters everything within 
eight slots of it. So yeah. the entire direction around it instead of just the four of the regular sprinklers. Right. Super useful. And I basically just put grapes all around it and have been making so much money. Yeah. And that's the thing is like a lot of the crafting is aimed towards making the farming more interesting and easier. And mm -hmm. again, some of the animal stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute, because there's, you can start getting, like, if you just take a look on YouTube about people's awesome farm setups or like crazy Stardew Valley farms or stuff like that, like people show off the cool stuff that they do with the game, which is kind of interesting. And, you know, it's like, oh, that's cool. I wonder if I can do something like that one day. And yeah, like there, there are definitely people that will teach you how to optimize your farm if you're into the whole min-maxing thing. But like, I mean, literally all I was doing was just like, here's a plot of three plants. Here's a plot of three plants. Here's a plot of three plants. Here's <laughs> and just like, I wake up in the morning, water everything, and then either go hit the mines or talk to people or, you know, whatever I'm going to do for the day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, basically the first hour of the day is spent watering because time goes super fast in the game. So an hour is yeah. literally like two to three minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the farming is interesting. Uh, it is super simple, which is what makes it good. But there's some things you have to do. Like, I think some of the plants require trellises, like I think the grapes do. Like, yeah, but to, they actually come with their own trellises. Okay. Because some of them, you actually have to, like, build stuff for them to grow on. And yeah. you, you, can, you can get as complicated as you want. You can fence plants in. You know, you need scarecrows to keep away predators from eating the plants. And, yeah, Fucking there's, pricks. Yeah, there's, there's scarecrows. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of... There's a lot of there's a lot of depth to it, surprisingly, for how simple the systems are, which is always a, a good sign of, of a game design. Definitely. You want it to be simple, but you want it to have depth. And most of the stuff in this game seems to, which is pretty good. Except for I still hate the fishing. Um I actually I actually ended up saying screw the fishing so much that I ended up uh downloading a mod to turn on easy mode for the fishing because it is so bad <laughs> yeah, like the, i, I was, don't yeah let's let's talk about this because i did the same thing and i think that's was me telling you that how you were like oh i should go do that too or yep, yep, yeah yep. so i was so annoyed with the fishing because like on pc you basically have two choices if you're not using a game controller you click the mouse so the way it works you you get like a a bar like an, an energy bar that pops up on the screen and the faster you hit a button the more that bar fills up but the thing is you have to keep this little the fish moves up and down the bar and you have to keep this tiny little bar equal to the fish until your energy meter fills up and it's really hard to finesse where that bar needs to go with mouse clicks or keyboard button clicks mm -hmm. and it's, it's still hard even, with the controller too yeah even using the gamepad, it still feels off. Like it Clunky. feels like it feels like the control, like it needs to be fine-tuned a little more. Yeah. Um so literally what I did was I I learned how to one, learned how to mod the game, which was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and then installed a mod that made it 75% easier to fish, which probably was a little overkill. Um, but it made the game less annoying like because i literally had zero desire to fish at that point mm -hmm. in time like it was just so bad that it was just like nope i'm not gonna fish this this fishing system sucks um like i would rather it be like uh the really bad uh animal crossing fishing where you literally just plunk it out and then you get a bite and as soon as your bobber dips you hit a button and boom you're done kind of like minecraft's fishing too yep. um but like, I would much rather see that system in place. Like, I like the fact that there is a little bit of extra challenge, but like the fact that the controls are so wonky with it, like, yeah. it's it's not a good system and it's not fun. And it goes so, it goes way too far on the difficulty curve between the yeah. hit a, hit a button you're done and here's some challenge to it. Yeah. There's there's Dark Souls level of challenge to this. Well, and I don't even think it's that. I think the the challenge is probably right. Like it's a it's a good amount of challenge. Just the controls are not there to be good enough, like to make it work. So I don't know, but there's yeah. debate in that whether or not that's part of the challenge. It, because yeah. that appears to be by design because he he hadn't yeah. fixed it. Someone modded yeah. it to do that. Yeah, but I mean, he could he could tune the controls more down the road. Who knows? Sure. But it, again, it could, as in his opinion, be functioning as intended. Yeah. Um, so. 
but in my opinion, that's just my, my opinion. And you may or may not agree. You may love the system the way it is and think it's a really awesome challenge. So now fishing your shit. <laughs> In this game, fishing is shit. And I, I downloaded the easy mod. I think the one you downloaded was the super easy one. Yeah. Well, mine had three different versions of it. 25% easier, 50% easier, or 75% easier. But there are some that like literally the fish would never leave the bottom. So you yeah, didn't never have to hit the button yeah. and it would just catch the fish for you. Like it was just auto catch. Um, and I I felt I didn't that was cheating. do that because I wanted, I wanted to... See experience if the system it. could work if yeah. it was just tuned a little better but i don't know i don't I know it still added some challenge while not making it as crazy as the the initial thing so that's fishing i'm, I'm not going to rant anymore on fishing because it's it's kind of like the one slight blemish on this game in my opinion so i would agree uh, having not gone any further into the game beyond uh, what I've played, I haven't opened up any of the community center yeah. unlocks. So, and and it's definitely possible that as you get better fishing gear later, it could get all easier. Of it become, all of it becomes easier, and it makes more sense the, why the system is the way it is. Yeah, but because really does sell a, a fishing. Game, like I have zero desire to fish, and that's oh, yeah. a bad sign when you're like five hours into the game you're like i never want to fish again in this game fuck this fishing i'm gonna go mm -hmm. do something else yeah so uh willie does sell at least a fiberglass fishing rod that i've seen yeah. and bait so it made things a little easier for me at yeah. least that i noticed but at the same time it was just i think that also gives you larger fish i don't know there's there's got to be mechanics in there that dictate how how big the fish are what kind of fish you get yeah um yeah probably so as a last little thing we can talk about, uh, I think, and then I think we're pretty much done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Animals. So what do you, how do you feel about the, did you get much into animal husbandry? Like, no. Yeah. Cause you, it's got to build a certain, yeah, it's a uh, in-depth thing and you have to like, you have to build a chicken coop very early on. It's one of the quests you get. Oh, I guess yeah. we can talk about the quest system next. Cause oh, yeah, yeah. the quest system. Um, so yeah, you have to you have to build a chicken coop uh, sure, early on in the game. Um, I did not because I followed someone else's advice, which I will give here because it's not really a spoiler. Build a silo before you build a chicken coop. Okay. Because the chickens eat grain. Uh -huh. And if you have a silo, every time you cut grass on your farm, it adds grain automatically to the silo. And then oh, you, can just, you can just feed it to the chickens like... So it's a it is a huge time saver and lifesaver to have a silo before you build a chicken coop. But that's okay. what I'm working on now is building a chicken coop and then the first upgrade to my house. Those are the two things that I was I was in the process of working on the last yeah. time I played. I got the first upgrade to my house already work already in the works but I haven't built a silo or chicken coop. Yeah. I built the I built the silo like I got that finished and uh now I'm working on the uh chicken coop like getting all the materials together for the chicken coop. Cause there's a lot, they're always a lot. Like, I think it's like, I don't think it's, I think it's like a 500 pieces of wood or something ridiculous like that. So yeah, it was 450 for the first upgrade of the house and 10,000 gold, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, with the animals, like we didn't get to do a whole lot with them, but there's a lot that you can do. And there's a lot of crafting you can do with them. Cause like, you know, you get milk from cows, there's honey from bees, there's eggs from chickens, and you can, I don't know if you can actually sell animals, but um, can, like, I, breed, breed chickens and sell chickens to yeah. make money, like that kind of a thing. I know you can't butcher them. He decided yeah. to leave that portion out of it, Yeah, which I can understand. Yeah. It's, it's his kind of ideal life. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any gripes with that. He like, he, no, not at all. cause I don't know if they have that in harvest moon. Like, I don't know if you can butcher animals in harvest. I don't moon. think so, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't played a Harvest Moon in like forever. So, yeah. I, I haven't played it since the, like maybe one or two generations ago. So it's been a while and yeah. I felt that it was lacking. So I didn't get that far in it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to messing with animals more once I get there, but mm -hmm. I need to get there first. So we'll see. Yes. Yeah. But okay. So, quests. Let's talk about quests because this, this is probably the last thing we, we need to talk about and then we can wrap up. So there is a quest system in the game, which is actually really nice because it gives you, because like that's that's my big gripe with Animal Crossing is there's nothing like there's no drive, there's no focus. It's just kind of you do whatever you want to do the day that you're playing. Mm -hmm. um, 
but this kind of gives you focus because it starts off like oh you need to plant some potatoes and like and then once you plant the potatoes you get another quest and there's a board in the middle of town by like the community center where or not the community center by the it's by the Pierre's store, by the yeah the, by the general store and it has a new a quest or two quests every day that you can pick up and they're they're everything from like kill slimes in the mine to catch a fish or you know sell a fish or you know yeah there, there's all kind, and, and some people are like some of the townspeople are like oh hey i lost my axe out in the woods I, i'm offering a reward if anyone can find it and you just you know it gives you a chance to talk to that person and, and interact with them in particular and like there's just a bunch of weird little things like that and uh and you you do get quests by your mailbox too because at one point the mayor asks you to find his boxer shorts yes and there's a whole hilarious interpersonal romance story between the mayor and someone else in town that yeah is very because, very subtly going on behind the scenes and gets really yep. funny if you were paying attention yep hence it is, it is find his boxer shorts yeah um yeah but but yeah the quest had a really good thing and it, it gives you some focus on how to upgrade your farm since you kind of normally just jump into the game without having any idea what the fuck is going on yep but yeah it's a it's a good game. I really enjoyed it. So I let's see what the full price is here. I think it default price is twenty four ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. And honestly, oh. it is worth every penny. Yes. Like I have no problem saying buy that for fourteen ninety nine. Yes. And the soundtrack is honestly uh it's on sale for five bucks. And honestly, I think it's it's worth the money to pay the five dollars for that yes. if you want the MP3s for that. Because uh, honestly, that is just a delightful soundtrack. Yes, it is it is a very good 16-bit Super NES-style soundtrack, because that's what this mm-hmm. whole game kind of harkens back to, and totally, totally on board with paying 15 bucks for this game. I would probably pay oh, 20 yeah. bucks for this game, having played it now. Yeah, even and, when you said 24 I was like, yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, that's that's Minecraft's price, and I would pay yeah. that for Minecraft, so I would totally pay that sure. for this. They're both great games, especially since, like, I'm curious down the road uh, if playing this game more, like, I would dive deeper into the crazy modding scene, because, like, there are some very, very interesting mods out there that tweak the romance things, improve the graphics, uh, and yeah. some some stuff like that. So I'm, I don't know. I'm more interested when multiplayer comes out because I would yes. really like to play that with you. That's when that's when I think this game is really, really gonna shine. Cause basically what'll oh, happen is what I've what I've been reading about it is that you'll yeah, have four players at a time and you you'll have like a little farmhand shacks on your on your farm. Yeah. And people can come play and help on the farms and that'll be really cool. I don't know how any of the relationship stuff will work for them, but I don't know. I or really want to Yeah, I really want to see if uh multiplayer comes into the game, how it how it affects stuff. But that is that is going to be the next big update. And once multiplayer is there, like fifteen dollars for this game is a steal at that point oh, that's, in time, I think. Yeah. If they sold it in a four pack once that comes out, they'd make a killing. Yeah. They yeah sixty dollars for four copies of the game. Oh yeah, they'd make a killing. Yeah, you can give them to your friends. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know anyone who's ever purchased a game like that. Surprisingly enough, I, don't uh, know. I have. You do. Yeah. I have. I ended up purchasing a four pack of. Oh gosh, what was it? It's a first person shooter. And where was it? It was, was called it Serious Sam. No. Uh, Dave and I ended up getting sick playing that, literally. Yeah. Um, I think I ended up doing that with Natural Selection two and giving copies to Dave and a couple of others. Okay. Before we started the cast, actually, this was a long time ago. Yeah, but it's like, it's an awesome option that it's there, and maybe we'll do that at some point in time. Like, because that's actually a good idea just for the show in general. Is like, we can buy a four pack of a certain game or something, and then you know we each get a code, and you know we can give two away to to you guys. Mm-hmm. for being awesome and because uh, you are. we love you we do all right so you have any more closing thoughts on stardew valley other than just like we're, we're both super excited for multiplayer to, to show up sometime before this summer i think is what they're i, I believe it was sometime early 2018 i was yeah. the term um beyond that not really i'm delightfully excited for multiplayer i want to play the shit out of that with somebody because honestly having two hands on the farm would make things a lot easier even even just two uh, let alone the four that you mentioned that would be great um 
no, this game is fun. It's well worth the the 15 bucks. Like I would, but here, here's my money. Yeah. All right. I, I agree. I look forward to playing more of this game and I think it's worth every penny I've spent so far and I'm looking forward to uh, playing more. So yeah. Yay. And yeah, definitely looking forward to when multiplayer hits. Cause I think that'll be a huge resurgence in the game. Like, like a bunch of the people that have played it over Stop. the past year or two and uh, stopped <laughs> playing because they, you know, feel like they've accomplished everything they want to accomplish. I'm sure they'll all kind of stick their head back in and be like, Hmm, I wonder how multiplayer is. And yeah, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. I think. I agree. Well, all right, folks. Our next game corner episode will be South Park: The Fractured But Whole. It should be coming out yeah. fairly soon. And if, depending on when this come when this episode goes live, if it goes live Monday, I believe the game comes out on Tuesday. Uh, this is going to be the first time we've done a full price retail game for Game Corner, but we figured it was really, really fitting since our first game corner game even though it wasn't one uh like before we started doing game corner was the stick of truth and we just it happens to line up so perfectly that this one ends fractured butthole comes out and then we have six weeks to play the game basically I believe so that is our anniversary too pretty much it comes pretty close and uh that'll be episode f- i don't know this is 47, 48, 49. 47. It'll be a few episodes. Episode 50. Ah, sounds good. <laughs> well, the, the main episode 50 of main topic type of games. Yes. Anyway, uh, after that, the next favorite game is mine. One of my favorite games. And that is Game Dev Tycoon. Uh, it is fairly inexpensive. If you haven't played it yet, I would highly recommend playing it before you listen to the episode because it is a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Dan reacts to it. And after that, our next episode is one of the revisits by our Patreon supporters. It is Let's Plays and How the Effector Buying Habits. We're revisiting old topics sometimes because there's there's stuff that comes to light that's new that we don't really think about at the time of the episode, and we want to revisit and, the topic. And let's be honest, probably a lot of stuff has changed in the last two years, I think, since some of these episodes were visited. So Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting to look at because I definitely do rely more on watching other people play before i jump into some games Uh, especially now that there are like review embargoes and shit like i will i will very much rely more on youtuber reviews and youtube less plays than i ever did before which is going to make this i think a little more interesting to talk about so absolutely yeah i i look forward to taking a look at it and we're gonna you know maybe every couple months we'll take a look back in an old episode and uh See every couple of months that's like once every topic now yeah maybe <laughs> maybe we'll see all right folks if you want to get in touch with us it is podcast at loadedcartgaming.com email that to us both of us get it we'll take a look at it and discuss the next episode you can find me at paul cluel you can find dan he runs both the at loaded card account and also his own at drop the viking you can find me over at twitch.tv slash what's paul playing today and Dan, if he's when he gets a chance to stream again, he'll be over at twitch.tv slash chop the Viking. If you want to find us on social media, all of our links are in the show notes at littlecartgaming.com. And if you love us, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever the hell you're listening to us. It really does help other people find the show and is the biggest thing you can do to help us out. We don't pay to advertise the show, so any word of mouth is amazing. And please. If you really, really love us, check us out over at patreon.com slash gaming. Thank you to everyone who donates. We really do appreciate it. It has helped us to be able to bring the shirts to you and yes. has helped us do a lot of other things behind the scenes. And, and, and do, please, if you if you love us, buy a shirt because then you can have something cool to wear. Yeah, and they come in several colors. I know uh, Dave's rocking the black. We're both rocking the, the gray. Uh, check it out. That's a really a couple nice shirt. A couple different shades of gray, a blue a white and a black, I think, are the, uh, yep. the colors that are out there. Yeah. And uh, if you are interested in more uh, cool content uh, from other folks who are uh, our friends and, and neighbors, uh, check out Hops and Heroes. Check out uh, uh, Tadpog and Experience Grind. A lot of great other podcasts. Hops and Heroes is on a temporary hiatus, I think. I think they're planning to do one more episode and then go on a hiatus for a little bit due to, uh, you know, wedding things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but honestly, there's still a lot of great content out there that you're oh, yeah. already put out. 
but yeah, do do follow them. And you know, if you're playing the drinking game at home, I hope you just had fun with the last couple minutes. Yep, you probably just had a couple beers or a few shots. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I think I have a baby to go feed. So let's okay. <laughs> let's call this let's call this one done. Fair enough, folks. All right. He is going to go do dad stuff. I'm going to play video games, and here's some smooth jazz to play you out. So folks, I'm going to be honest with you, I couldn't find a single piece of this for a stinger. So, uh, enjoy this, I guess. See you in a couple weeks.